Can we can we bump some music for the intro here? I got I got a new sound engineer. He looks and sounds and acts just like me. Obviously, there's no sound engineer, but welcome back. Welcome to the You're Still Here podcast. I'm happy you came back. Don't worry about Annabelle. And by the way, I mean, Annabelle is more sane than half the girls you see out there nowadays in 2022, so you shouldn't be worried about her. In fact, I always felt like if I was in a horror movie, I would be able to negotiate with one of the villains. Like, I remember there's this horror movie, Tales from the Crypt Demon Night with Billy Zane. Billy Zane is like a a horrendous demon, but he comes in the form of a relatively good-looking bald guy. Remember Billy Zane? He's the bald guy that I told you about who was devilishly handsome and stunning and model-like, and then he went bald and you never heard from him again. Well, this was right in the beginning of when he went bald, so I guess he had a couple trickle-down rolls, but all it took was about two years to go from the Titanic to Tales from the Crypt Demon Knight. That's what being bald can do to you. But alopecia awareness, Jada Pinkett knows how her rolls have gone since uh, baldness hit her. Same goes for Billy Zane. But anyway, in Tales from the Crypt Demon Knight, one of the guys in the movie See, they were behind this barrier that was created by this skeleton key that had blood in it. So if you drip the drop of blood across the door, like if I put some blood right here, the demons would not be able to cross. And so what they would do is drop some of the blood on a doorway and then the demons could not cross. So Billy Zane, who's this charming demon, you don't know that underneath he's a grotesque snarling demon because the rest of the demons are all snarling. Uh, he negotiates with this guy. He goes, we don't want you. We just want the guy who had the skeleton key. It's not about you. So if you can just get us that key, we'll let you on right out of here. How do I know you ain't going to kill me? You have my word. I mean, frankly, we've been counting on you, haven't we? Billy Zane plays the guy for a fool. He gets him the skeleton key. Uh, that's not what it's called, but it's called like this. The blood seal. That has blood from Jesus Christ in it, believe it or not. I honestly think that's what it is. I think it's Jesus Christ's blood in this thing, which prevents these demons from entering establishments. (laughs) Um, So anyway, he coerces the guy. Then as soon as the guy gives Billy Zane this, this pendant key thing with Jesus Christ's blood in it, what does he do? He goes, oh, by the way, forgot to mention one thing. There's just one more thing I forgot to mention. I lied. I lied. And then six his ravenous demons on this poor guy who died. However, if I was in one of those movies, I do think I would be clever enough to cut a deal with Freddy Krueger. Like, hey, Krueger, remember how they made you forget that one time? They, they forgot about you. They had a whole plan where they sent everybody into the insane asylum, put them on hypnosil. Everybody forgot about you and you were gone. Well, I will make sure that they never forget about you again, but I'm going to put your name on Twitter boards. I'm going to put your name. I'll make sure your name's out there. And look, Kruger might kill me, but he's going to have a long thought about it because he remembers what that hiatus was like in between Freddy's dead and Freddy versus Jason. All right. That's a many, a great many years they forgot about him. I don't know if he wants to stay in hiatus like that. I think I can cut a deal, especially with Freddy Krueger, because, you know, we're cut from the same cloth. (laughs) No, we're not. Just in terms of insulting somebody before eventually killing them in his world it's actual killing in mine it's hypothetical killing oh i'll kill you that kind of killing you know what i'm saying 
But these are all trivial matters. These are all things. These are all hypotheticals like Annabelle. Oh, and by the way, before I go on to other things, I'll never understand those people who like, oh, you can't have a Ouija board. You have a Ouija board? How dare you purchase that thing from Hasbro on Amazon that gets printed by the hundreds of thousands with a big factory like in Pittsburgh where they're rotating Ouija boards around a whole conveyor belt. How dare you get one of those now? You can be haunted. Well, guess what? I have no Ouija board. I've never had a Ouija board. What's my excuse? All right, I'd rather have a Ouija board and then at least say, well, you know, I, I think I'm haunted because I have a Ouija board. I have no excuse. I should have had a preemptive Ouija board to blame all my failures on and all sorts of screw jobs that happened to me. You want to hear one? You want to hear one that just happened to me? Well, on top of performing, you guys, uh, I, I briefly mentioned that I do a second fantasy football podcast called Look Who's Chalking. Well, I'm going to fast forward that second fantasy football podcast essentially led to me doing some part-time work for another fantasy company and a sports betting company. And I gave some preliminary picks, some NHL picks like for sports betting, but they weren't like official on the website or anything. And they all went great. What happens? I started putting my actual picks out there to their user base this week. Oh, I just started Owen six, Owen six, and like an old acting teacher who I actually hate, I hate this guy. I still hate this guy. However, you can hate somebody and still take some lessons from them or they can have something that sticks. And they said, you only get one chance to make a good first impression. And that's been torn to shreds with this company that I started working for. There is a zero chance <laughs> at fixing my first impression. I'm trying to I'm trying to think my way out of this. I think the next pick that I give, I'm gonna have to open up the well, you know how there's such a thing as beginner's luck, where somebody who's inexperienced and doesn't know what they're talking about actually wins their first bets. Well, I actually have veterans bad luck where somebody who knows everything, they start with losses and then it's nothing but wins from there on out. It's the opposite of beginner's luck. I don't know. I better come up with something. Or else I'm going <laughs> to, I don't think I'm going to be given picks for them much longer, but we'll see how it goes. I'm sure it will all even itself out, but that's how it goes. You know, all the ones that didn't count, all the warm up picks, oh, those all went fantastic. They were all dead on the money. As soon as they're official, as soon as they count, oh, and six. And I didn't have a Ouija board around. So that's who that is, by the way. I'm leaving her up there until my next NHL pick is correct. But these are all trivial matters. Let's talk about something very important. This is something that everyone's talking about. Did you guys hear about this huge court decision that got uh, released that they let people know? I, I found out about it through email, actually. I got one of those emails. I couldn't believe my eyes when I saw that Bumble had to pay out its users because they were officially screwing people. They lost a class action lawsuit. And apparently I was a part of it because users from 2016 to 2020 were affected. So I got an email from Bumble saying, hey, we think you're part of a class action lawsuit and you just have to fill out some paperwork and we'll be sending you $25. Bumble sent me $25. You know what that's like? You know how weird that is? Oh, you've been sent $47 vodka sodas with a splash of pineapple from the bar in Midtown. Next one down, 
for the Wings Saturday night. Next one down, the Islander tickets, the playoff game. Next one down, oh, for that cream that keeps you looking young that I don't know what it is and you won't tell me what it is, but you said you'd buy it for me and then send it to me. $84. <laughs> and then under that, $25 from Bumble. And they allow you to pay via, uh, get paid via Venmo, which I always found interesting. Like, I'm literally going to put William Wonka in the thing. Oh, yeah, no no problem, Bumble. You can just send it to at William Wonka. And by the way, you users at home, you can send it to William Wonka, too. If you think I'm doing a good job, if I've entertained you, you could always go to patreon.com slash Andy Francis or at William Wonka on Venmo, or you can just sit on your fat ass. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, you know, Elon, Elon's taking over. So I'm getting some of my old uh, terminology ready. I'm warming up. You know, when you call people fat asses, that used to just be a, a normal ass thing. I'm a little bit of a fat ass right now, but I'm starting to come out of it. Like I'd mentioned, you want to know what the funniest part about getting paid this $25 from Bumble was that they offered the money via super swipes. So it literally had bank account, mail the check, PayPal, Venmo, and then super swipes. You're offered super swipes as payment from Venmo. Oh, 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 no. we know we didn't show you the hot girls before and you caught us in the courtroom. But now not only are we going to show you the hot girls, but we're going to give you five super swipes on them as well. And if you're not familiar with super swipes and Bumble, what are those super swipes going to do, you ask? Well, it's just going to loop that $30 right back into their pockets. That's what it's going to do. That's exactly what it's going to do. And if you don't know about that whole situation, a couple months back, I created the I Know What You Did online dating special, which you can find here on my YouTube channel or any other alteration of my social media, the TikTok, <laughs> the TikTok, the YouTube, the Instagram, the Facebook, the you name it. It's on it. I really think you will enjoy it if you haven't seen that that one. The I Know What You Did online dating special. Have you ever gotten one of those emails, by the way? These class action lawsuits, like the email literally says, you may be part of a class action lawsuit. And sometimes if you've purchased something, they'll mail it directly to your house. You get a hard letter sent to your house letting you know that you may be part of a class action lawsuit. Well, the first thing when I receive one of those, the first thing I think is, oh my, what did I do? What the hell did I do that I now have to figure out an answer for and show up in court? I am that kind of guy, by the way. Like if somebody in my work chat just sends me like, hey, you got a second? I think I'm fired. Any sort of message to me means the worst possible thing. Oh, I'm fired. Oh, they got me for this. Oh, they got me for that. Literally, hey. I'm like, oh my God, what happened? That's the kind of person that I am. What the hell did I do? What shit did I do four years ago? What did they find on social media? What did I not hide well enough? But then you click on it and see that it's not about you in these class action lawsuit emails. But you just find out how it is exactly how you've been screwed. Who screwed you and how did they do it? And over the years, I've gotten plenty of these. I'm sure you have too if you've looked. I don't know. Maybe you just junk all those emails. I can't really blame you, but they actually do pay you money. This is, this is like the fourth or fifth time I've been paid money from a company screwing me or all of us. You remember when AOL or Sony Yahoo, I mean, there was a whole string of them within a few years 
Equifax, Equifax was an awful one. They were dropping people's social security numbers because they obviously had it from because it's a credit score company. They compromised your personal data. Yeah. Oh, that's good for $30. Yeah, $30 should cover them. Then I remember receiving one because I bought my younger brother when he was young and hoverboards were popular. Remember those things, those hoverboards where you would just get on them and just when you leaned forward, it just, <laughs> there was no upper body movement. So it almost looked like people were walking really fast just without any. And, and it was just really weird. I don't know how I never did this, but I remember there was a person around Halloween, great costume, clever costume. He was Aladdin and he had the red carpet as kind of that hoverboard and he he took it around town like Aladdin on a magic carpet. Well, what I always wanted to do was I always wanted to be Magneto from the X-Men and have like a circular plate which actually covers up the hoverboard and it looks like you're just floating around town like Magneto would on a piece of metal. If you've seen in the movies where he'll just take a piece of metal, flatten it out, make create a circle below his feet and just float himself around because he controls magnetic fields i always thought that would have been the best halloween costume as we all know i'm a halloween guy but i never did it i never did it because i just thought what actually happens if i do this now i have the magneto costume now i have the hoverboard and i have strategically put this piece of metal around it what am i doing now am i just going down the main road showing people that i'm doing this unless you have an actual plan of how to best utilize this what am I going to go down Manhattan city blocks, hope that people take pictures of me and that I show up on one of those stupid subway Instagram profiles. Remember that one? Remember that one that got really popular a few years back, like uh, good looking guys reading on a subway. Yeah. They, I never had to <laughs> worry about being caught on there ever, ever. You think on a subway, I'm just going to keep my eyes on a book with those people on that subway? If you're reading on a subway, you have some real faith in New York City, my friends. But yeah, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, the lithium batteries. I remember I, I received one of those class action settlements. They're like, oh, if you bought a, one of these lithium batteries in any hoverboard in the last 10 years, you've probably been breathing in toxic fumes for the past decade. And there's a chance it may explode in the middle of the night. So you should probably get it out of a 50 foot vicinity of wherever you are and wherever you go to sleep. And we're going to pay you $22 for all those troubles. So don't die. I remember receiving one of those. Or whether it's this time around Bumble suppressing matches or whatever the hell they got caught doing. And by the way, remember, whatever it is, all these things, all these these truths that come leaking out. If you're the person who said that you realize that you have one of those minds who always looking, I think the double stuffed Oreos has different cream than the single stuffs and they're not truly double stuffed. You're considered a conspiracy theorist. You're considered one of those people who lives by the Mandela effect. And you think the fruit loops box was altered by a parallel universe. And it used to say fruit loops with a different spelling and Forrest Gump used to have different lines and the maps magically changed under our nose without anyone knowing that's who you get lumped in with. When you are just perceptive to these things going around and then eventually it comes out that this actually happened and then you look around, you go, you see, I told you and they go, no, I know we all knew that we all know it's one of my biggest pet peeves in the world 
in the world, in the world. When you're alone on an island on any issue, I don't care if it's fantasy football, I don't care if it's uh, what the price of Bitcoin or whatever the hell it is. Oh, invest in this, invest in DraftKings, you name it. If you make a prediction and everyone's fighting with you and then you end up being right, you led your nobody behind you into battle and you came out on top. And then when you go back to say, Hey, when you're, when you're at that negotiating table, like after the battle of the bastards in game of Thrones, and you see all those families who didn't show up at the battle who were like, Oh no, no I don't know. We, 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 we were there in spirit. No, 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 no. You didn't think that the whole time. And now you're just trying to save face. That is such a big pet peeve when you go out on a limb with nobody behind you. And then when you end up being correct, they go, yeah, well, everyone thought that. Yeah, we all kind of thought that. Oh, that makes me sick. I'm sick. But going back to uh, those class action lawsuits and getting the random $25 from Bumble, I made sure to spend that $25 on something nice, by the way. And it wasn't super swipes. And you may be thinking like, you know, who the hell has the time? Who has the time to fill out multiple forms just to receive $25 from Bumble? And yes, you are correct. That would be me. That would be me. But that's honestly nothing if you think about it. I want to meet the guy who got so screwed by Bumble that he did everything necessary to kick this thing all the way up to the Supreme Court. Can you imagine how livid this guy must have been to get this issue all the way up there? What did they do to this guy? How many ugly girls did they show this guy and try to bait him into buying super swipes with hot girls to the point where he goes, that's it, call my lawyer, I'm going to court. Do you imagine that? you imagine when this thing got brought out there? All rise... All rise. We have two issues on the docket today. First up, in a minor case, we have nationwide abortion. And more importantly, we have whether or not Bumble only showed disgusting people to other disgusting people while suppressing all the actual attractive people. Can you imagine this court case? And then this guy just comes out. He's fully dressed up. He has a full suit. He YouTubed how to do a, a, a perfect tie, a full Windsor. He did it before he showed up to that courtroom and he busted out the evidence. This guy brought charts of Bumble evidence to prove that he was getting screwed. Can you picture that? Can you picture that? Uh, as you can see here, Your Honor, I deciphered the coding that clearly illustrates that I was only shown the profiles of those who were swiped right on by a mere 15% of people, a.k.a. it's all the disgusting. I was shown all the disgusting people, statistically. You know, what you think of those people is a matter of opinion, but statistically, they are of the disgusting minority, and those were the only people I had was privy to unless I spent money, and therefore, I am entitled to $25 to get those super swipes back. You know what? Case closed. Everyone's getting that $25 back. <laughs> that actually brings me to the best video that I've seen in quite some time. Some guy on TikTok and TikTok, you do find the, the these random gems. And once again, it's just some guy. Don't know who he is. Random guy on TikTok. Like I tell you, TikTok, it's not like, stars it's game show contestants 
It's people who you never heard of, you never see before, you never see again. They hit you with one gem, and that's the end of them. But this guy has a great gem. A lot of people are mad at me for this video I uploaded on how I dated 49,000 people in New York City at the same time. Essentially, I wrote some code and built an artificial intelligence that could speak on my behalf on dating apps to every single female in the area. I got around 5,000 matches. He built like a Python script, uh, a piece of software that has conversations with the girls that he matches with, and it's all AI generated. And the AI would use movie quotes from James Bond and American Psycho. And you would be amazed at the amount of conversations these girls were having with him. Some women would have full-length conversations with the artificial intelligence. They even liked him so much they offered their number. These girls were flirting with a machine. They were flirting with Arnold Schwarzenegger in T2. A machine. And they couldn't even tell the difference. Like this video, it very much so reminded me of that episode of Silicon Valley where, if you're familiar with the show, where Gilfoyle, he codes his computer in the office to auto-respond to everybody in like their work group chat. And then Dinesh, his roommate and co-worker, realizes that like, wait a minute. Um, Gilfoyle, what the fuck is going on? Because I just texted you and you were... um. We've been texting back and forth all day. Was that not you? Because he was messaging him and getting responses, but then he looked to his right and saw Guilfoyle making himself a coffee in the kitchen, and he realized, Was that a bot? Yes. So I spent all day chatting with a bot? Yes. Anyway, like this video, it, it ends up with the guy asking, like, is this messed up? But some people said this was wrong and I should feel bad because this could hurt someone and they might feel like they got ghosted and that I shouldn't be playing with people's emotions. What do you guys think? By the way, it's great when they do that. You can clearly tell every time somebody asks some random question, took like, you know, TikTok clickbait 101 or YouTube clickbait 101, where make sure you ask them a meaningless question while proceeding to give zero shits about any of their answers. That's a surefire way to drive your engagement up. What do you guys think? It is. It is. And robbing a bank is a surefire way to drive my bank account up. But, you know, there are a little thing, as Billy Madison once said, called business ethics. Whatever. I'm not going to get too hard on some random one video TikTok guy. You know, people were not very happy in the comments. The girls were not very happy with what this guy did and the fact that they were talking to machines. They couldn't deal with it. They were livid. You can't just fuck with people and manipulate them. I think they should look within. And girls, if you're embarrassed that you were talking to a machine and you couldn't tell the difference, relax. Because how do you think that makes me feel when I have to give my left kidney to get a single response from any of you? Literally, I can offer a Price is Right full showcase. And we have a trip to Barcelona. All you have to do is say a couple sentences back. And pass? Or do you want to bid on this showcase? They pass. I could offer them everything under the sun, full Price is Right, two showcases within $100. They're still not responding. But this guy somehow built a Python script to auto-generate fake responses that the girls were going back and forth with and dishing out their phone numbers. There's embarrassment to go all around for us, ladies, for me and also for you. So it's one of those situations where, hey, I went down and I'm happy to see you come with me. I don't know. What do you want me to say? I, I don't know what to say. I can't help a lot of you anyway. All right. There's nothing I can say when there's a large contingent of you that have the, the prompt in your profile 
that says, do you agree or disagree that milk should go before cereal? If that's what you put, that's what you get. You deserve AI because my answer is all of physics disagrees with putting milk before the cereal. Did you ever study surface area? And the answer is, of course you didn't, but you know, there's probably going to be a medical student in your Instagram bio, but are you joking? How about this? Run this test. Fill your cereal bowl up to the top with any cereal, your favorite cereal, then pour milk in. You're going to notice it works. Then fill a bowl with milk to the brim and pour in the cereal. Let me know how that works. But, you know, if you say this, what happens? No, they just won't face it. Then they won't respond. But don't worry, you know who's getting response? Smarter child, the bot. I am a machine. You remember that, by the way? Smarter child. It was the first original bot. And this is when you could say anything. You, you know, people are talking about, oh, what is what is Twitter going to be like after Elon takes over? Well, this was before Twitter was invented. This was before Instagram was invented. This was before Facebook was invented. This was on AOL Instant Messenger. There was the username Smarter Child. If you message Smarter Child, they would speak back to you to the best of their abilities. And honestly, with all the advancements that we've made in technology, I can say Siri ain't even that much better than smarter child, but you could say anything. Oh, you could say anything to smarter child. This was back. This was in the true wild west. When you hear the wild west days of the internet, you've got mail. You want to hear a quick, funny story about those days? You know, I was reminiscing with a friend recently and we were talking about how, when we used to be on AOL instant messenger, this was, this was pre-texting and it was like, you know, that was texting a girl before there was actually such a thing as texting. So he was instant messaging with this girl and he kind of had this back room in his house where if a girl came over, she could just go through the back door and like, that's his room right there. So essentially he could tell somebody to come hang out. But this guy is the deepest sleeper ever. It was, you know, I guess what in, what in, high school or, you know, 10th, 11th grade. Well, I, I don't know how old we were, but whenever this was, it's at a point where like a girl would have to walk over to where you live. So he told a girl to come over at like 1245, which is, you know, an adult's like <laughs> three in the morning. And he is a deep ass sleeper. He messaged this girl to come over on AOL. <laughs> instant messenger and he was just sleeping in the chair and she couldn't wake him up and she was scared to knock really loud because it was that late and i guess that's what i really guess that's no different than somebody texting you to come over and then they just fall asleep on you and you're trying to text them but for some reason it's just funny thinking that it just happened behind these computer screens and then she showed up and just had to, I guess, walk right back home. Oh, that's miserable. But gentlemen, we've all been there, haven't we? You know, the, this guy got these bots to respond. If you're a girl and the guy wanted to go to brunch and he thought your brunch was a good idea because, you know, so many girls love brunch, then you should have known if it was fake. If the guy was telling you that he was looking forward to brunch, wants to go to brunch, and when I say the guy, the bot, you should have known it was a fake because there's not a guy in the world who wants to go to brunch. This brunch thing is unbelievable. You know, the, the men are from Mars, women are from Venus, that whole thing. When you want to look at like the hard divides between guys and girls, brunch is one of them. Brunch. Like I'll tell you, if it's a Saturday night and you tell some guy, 
hey, you want to come to so-and-so party? I heard there's going to be a decent amount of girls there. They will limp. They'll show up with coronavirus. They'll do anything. They just want to go because they think there's a good. If you could tell somebody there's even a decent ratio, guys will come out of the ground like Michael Jackson's Thriller as long as it's a standard night. It's close to midnight. However, even though brunch is chock full, it's a sea of women, guys still hate it. And I'm one of them too. Normally, you know, I love clever little ways to to work around systems and, and put myself in situations like that would be beneficial to me. And even I knowingly admit, oh yeah, I know there will be a ton of girls at brunch, but I'm still not going. I'm not going to your Sunday at, at, at 11.45 a.m. or whatever the hell you're doing to eat your random eggs and drink mimosas because then it's going to be 8 o'clock on Sunday. Am I drunk? Am I tired? What am I doing? I'm watching that weird semi-buzz TV at home. But the brunch phenomenon is is quite interesting. Like the fact that it's a gold mine to meet women and all guys still don't go should really illustrate how much guys really hate it. Also on TikTok, by the way, um, there's this influencer who claims she knows a way to get anybody to fall in love with you. So she gives you this way. It's called the love eye trick. Okay, so you're going to want to do this on somebody that you know you really like. You want to look in their left eye for one second, their, to their lips for one and a half to two seconds, then to their right eye. Left eye for one second, lips for one to two seconds, and then their right eye for one second. So it's a one-two-one, one, you know, like an NHL defensive formation. That's the way it goes. It goes left, mouth, right, not right first. And now they're even writing articles about it. I saw, is there real psychology behind the love eye trick that's currently viral on TikTok? I can guarantee that if done with the right person at the right time, they will literally be like, what? It's like casting a love spell. All you got to do, look at the left eye one second. You look at the lips one to two seconds. You look at that right eye for one second. There it is. The Sanderson sisters, they're casting a love spell. I can guarantee that if done with the right person at the right time, they will literally be like, what? The one part about her spell that she conveniently left out of the article and of her TikTok video is that you actually have to be a hot woman to cast it. Interestingly enough, if you're any one of those guys who is a part of that Bumble court case being sent $20, it doesn't apply to you. It doesn't work for you. All the people sent $25 by Bumble, they can look at your left eye, they can look at your face, they can look at your ass, they can give you the 25, they can super swipe it, and they're getting a grand total of nothing. You get Nothing. And even according to the experts, you got to love these news articles, by the way. It's a whole article about casting a love spell on people. And at the very bottom, it goes, according to the experts, the method sort of works a tiny bit. It sort of works a tiny bit. That's what it said in the article. So what sort of works is if something sort of, yeah, you know, try that trick. It sort of works. What are you putting at 25%? So of that 20%, 25%, a tiny bit of it. So a tiny bit of something can I have a tiny bit of that sandwich? That's one bite almost. You're looking at 7%. So 7% of 25% is what you're looking at when it comes to this working, aka 
anybody who's relatively attractive, it will probably work. Nothing. If that video was made by somebody who was just normal looking or mediocre looking, I would say, you know what? I'm trying it. I'm trying it because the proof then is in the pudding. If this person is sitting up there confidently telling me they're getting everyone, that, that girl who uploaded that video, she doesn't need to look at a left eye, look at a right eye, look at the lip. That girl can walk up to me and say anything she wants. She can be, uh, you know, elephants in the backyard. Isn't it the worst when they go left to right? Like, oh my God, elephants in the back. You know, those left to right elephants. I've always wanted a right to left elephant in the backyard. She's like, no, I hate those two. No, I hate all elephants. You can say anything. A guy ain't going to give two shits when you look like that. Literally, by the way, if you're hot, you have the luxury of being able to say any sentence you want. And if you don't believe me, have a hot girl from another country just go up to a guy here in the U.S. and just speak in their language. The guy will just nod his head and say, yep, 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 bring in anyone. Bring in a Ukrainian refugee, have her come in, say whatever the hell she wants. That guy will say, yes, 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 yes. You want to get out of here? No? Yes. <laughs> oh, man. That's a dumb statement. I've been saying quite a few of those lately, a lot of dumb statements. I was outside the other day. I know many times I've brought up how the weather is changing so frequently that it's never really summer until like mid-July. And now you can get a warm day followed by a 39-degree night. I was looking at the trees and I just said, why is it not re-winter again? That was the kind of idiotic statement. I mean, meaning like on a 39-degree night after, if you had a couple 60-degree days, why aren't the trees going like, oh, oh, it's warm, it's warm, it shows some leaves. And then when you get cracked with like back-to-back 39-degree nights, why isn't it dropping those leaves? Oh, no, we're wrong. We're wrong. Take those leaves off. It's like this weird one-way street where it's like they have to declare, no, we're back. We're the trees. And doesn't matter if it's cold. Doesn't matter if it's warm. It's a one-way street. You idiot. Well, that's why I said I've been thinking idiotic, dumb statements recently. Another one that I just thought the other night. Like I was looking at my dog and remembering how people said like, oh, you never give a, a dog chocolate. They'll die. The dog will die if they eat chocolate. Well, what the fuck? could they eat that would just kill us what is one thing that a dog can just eat the same way we eat hershey's with almonds and we would die anything you fat bloated idiot and it makes me question the whole validity of this whole chocolate is this truly true <laughs> is this truly true that dogs drop dead if they were given some chocolate it's halloween night a reese's falls out of my back pocket my dog eats it and he's dead. Something tells me that can't be true because if this was the case, we'd be hearing about dead dogs all over the place. Tell me somebody's grandma who was watching a dog didn't, they didn't know that. They, they would just throw chocolate to a dog. We'd be hearing about dead dogs left and right, but I'm supposed to believe that I flip a, a chocolate covered raisin to my dog and sort of be like giving Joffrey poison in the purple wedding in Game of Thrones. He's like, <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think there's more to this dog chocolate stuff. I don't know. It's it's a little urban legendy, you know? Like I feel like a rescue dog doesn't give a shit about chocolate, you know? And I don't call them that, by the way. I don't call them rescue dogs. I just call them fucking maniac dogs because that's what they are. You may have rescued them, but they're, they're a maniac dog. And don't say you rescued the dog. Those people who go, no, I, I rescued the dog. I rescued him. No, you got a fucking free dog. That's what it is. 
You didn't rescue him. You weren't you weren't Sylvester Stallone in Cliffhanger in the middle of a mountain hanging upside down trying to hold on to this dog. You fucking went to a place and you paid zero dollars for a dog. That's what you did. Oh, I, I rescued him. No, free. There's no such thing as a free lunch. It's a it's an economic saying, but there is fucking such a thing as a free dog and it's a rescue one. That's just like the people who uh you know what it is. It's the scam of the week. It's a scam. That's a scam. What a scam that was. So this was all a scam, huh? People who donate their hair. They just wanted to get that long haircut. And then they go, Oh, I donated my hair. No, you got a haircut. That's what you did. And you were long overdue for one, and now you get to say, oh, I don't know. No, you got the mom muffin haircut. And now people are going to comment on your new hairstyle and tell you that you look way more attractive than they actually believe. Because we all know how it goes. If you actually look attractive, people stay silent. If you look worse than them, they're super happy and they're excited for you. That's how that goes. Oh, my God. You look incredible. I, oh, my God. Look at you. You've never looked more beautiful. Yeah, you did, actually. It was yesterday. That's when you looked more beautiful. I donated my hair. You didn't donate shit. You wanted a haircut. Send it over to Billy Zane, and maybe he'll be doing Tales from the Crypt Demon Night too. He could use it. The third TikTok video I saw was actually just an affirmation of something that started when I was down in Florida. Something happened when I was down in Florida. I thought it was unique to Florida. And what I saw was a bunch of people, all young people, rocking the Patrick Mahomes hair. Like the Patrick Mahomes, like the Frohawk. <laughs> I don't know what you want to call it, but because Patrick Mahomes has the curly hair, the super curly hair, limited hair options for him. He goes with the like kind of tight on the sides and then the the jerry curls that go into a like fluffy mullet mohawk. It's a fro hawk. And now I'm seeing kids, I thought it was just in Florida, rocking this hairstyle. They're rocking the Patrick Mahomes hairstyle. I was making fun of people in Florida off to the side. Like, look, we got another one. We got another one. We got another one. But now back in New York, I'm seeing the Mahomes here. And moreover, on TikTok, I saw a viral video of some random white kid trying to like perm up his hair to match that of Patrick Mahomes, like the Jerry Curl frohawk look. <laughs> look, I don't want to speak on the behalf of anybody here, but you know, I... I had uh, a buddy at work, still good friends with him. He's a black dude who told me, man, you and this other guy he goes, I'm jealous of how you guys come in here every day. He goes, you got your hair that just swerves over to the side. He goes, I don't I can't do shit. All I can do is have this short haircut or maybe I can do like the Kobe. That's it. That's all I can do. So I feel like it's got to be insulting for him. To, to watch people do the Mahomes. And by the way, I should tell him, oh, it looks like there's a three now. You can do the Mahomes. <laughs> but he, I am sure, is livid knowing that like the person in this TikTok video, they were making their hair into hair that my buddy wishes he didn't have. But that's what's happening. I guess, I guess you know how popular and how much somebody affects the NFL when they have an awful hairstyle and it gets people... To, to voluntarily get perms 
because this hairstyle's going around. And maybe I sound like an look, I understand, man. The Pauly D hairstyle, everyone had it at one point. So it's not like I'm critiquing what a ridiculous hairstyle. I'm just saying, as someone who's not gonna partake in this one, I mean, it's pretty funny to see these. This is gonna be a fad, and trust me when I tell you. Everybody who's rocking it is going to look back in in 15 years. And I know everyone says that. What are you going to do when you look back at that tattoo in 15 years? But hair is something different. Hair is something absolutely different. People are going to look back at this the way you look back at somebody dressed going out in the 80s. No sideburns and a thick stash. It's going to be funny. We're definitely coming to the end here. That's about it. We're not just coming to the end. We are at Thank you guys for coming back. Hope you had a good time. You want absurd topics, you've come to the right place. You've come to the You're Still Here podcast. I will be back with you guys next week. Same thing, like I always tell you, if you can, send the podcast to a friend who wants to learn about how he can get his Bumble $25 payment, all right? Uh, and, And share any of the social media clips would be greatly appreciated. Let somebody know. Review the podcast on any of the platforms. Hit the five stars. Download and subscribe. YouTube, everything. I'm just going to say words. All right, guys. Take it easy. I'll be back with you next week. Have a good one.